This is the Marketing Natives, providing actionable ways to grow, improve, and succeed in your business. And now, your host, Christian, Aaron, and Franklin. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Marketing Natives. Today we have a really action-packed or uh, hot topics today. Where is marketing headed in the next two to three years? Some topics we're going to cover are influencers, AR and VR, and voice. More specifically, voice search. Right. Um, <clears throat> so to start off here with the influencers or micro-influencers, this is something that um, I feel like in the last two years has blown up and a lot of businesses, even small businesses, are are using influencers or micro-influencers. The only difference here between influencers or micro-influencers or just micro-influencers are tiny little people, right, that have tiny little smartphones? Uh, they are. <laughs> their smartphones are actually bigger, but the people are smaller. Um, no, so micro-influencers are maybe people who don't have a, a huge reach like I don't know, say some of these Vine stars, um, gosh, what are their names? Shunderez, um, he's like a... Uh, yeah, Ken Bach or Batch or whatever. Um, yeah, some of these guys who got really famous from Vine and they then they went to Instagram and YouTube and now they have huge followings, I mean, in the millions. Right. I would say those are influencers. Uh, Micro-influencers could be people who have maybe 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 followers, uh, engaged followers, not bot followers. Um, and just maybe they're, you know, micro influencers around your community or maybe even your state, your cities. Um, so they're not huge in the millions. Um, and that's something that it's sort of fairly new, I would say. Um, and a lot of small businesses are using micro influencers to market to their audience. Right. And this is, uh, I can't remember which episode it was. We'd have to check our show notes, but we did talk about influencer marketing specifically. Um, we'll try to find that and let you guys know later in the episode to go check out that episode. But um, we're going to see a trend of people using influencers a lot more. Um, influencing has been working for a very long time, but what's great about Instagram and um, Twitter and Facebook is that you can leverage those people for a very effective cost, um, and you don't need to be in front of you know millions of people. Even tens of thousands of people or even 5,000 people um, is sometimes more than enough for what you need. Um, so I think we're going to see a lot more people using uh, micro-influencers, a lot more local businesses using it. Uh, we already know that bigger companies use it all the time. Um, but with the micro-influencers, there's a huge niche there. And sometimes it doesn't even cost. You could give away a product for free and um, not really eat up any advertising or marketing dollars. Mm -hmm. And if you're not familiar with how this actually works, um, basically you pay an influencer, a person who, who has a big following, and you tell them to use your product or maybe even review your product or talk about your product um, with their regular content. So if this person is a, a YouTuber and they make funny videos, then and then you sell coffee mugs, um, maybe they can incorporate the coffee mugs in some of their videos um, in order to sort of get that brand awareness or get your product out there to new customers and new people. Um, and I mean, it has been working very well with bigger brands and now is where smaller companies are using, um, this influencer. So in the next two or three years, you're definitely going to see this a lot more. And it's because people tend technically, 
you know, they like this word of mouth marketing a lot better than this in your face pop up marketing uh, that's happening a lot online. Right. It's I mean, we've seen a trend from outbound marketing, which is like uh, traditional marketing of, you know, push it in front of you as many times as possible versus the inbound marketing and influencer marketing is a very um, laissez faire or like laid back style marketing. So it is more effective long term and you'll really start to see an increase in those people. I did go check up the episode and it was our first episode of the podcast. Really? Uh, not the pilot, but episode one hmm. of the podcast. So make sure you go check out that one. It's about how a pizza shop can use influencer marketing to grow their business. And you guys can see a little bit or listen to a little bit more information about how um, to use the influencers and how to um, necessarily acquire them and then to use it for your brand. So that will break it down a little bit more, but we do see a trend and uptrend in the next couple of years with using more influencers. Yep. Now, this next technology that we're going to talk about is AR and VR. So they stand for augmented reality and virtual reality. Uh, the only difference between these two is virtual reality you are completely immersed. You have some kind of contraption, some kind of goggles, um, sometimes even controllers for your hands where you sort of get transported directly to a new world. That's virtual reality. And then you have augmented reality, which um, right now is very popular among mobile devices. Um, and they allow you to sort of enhance your current reality. Uh, so I was telling Aaron the other day about this new Ikea app where you sort of open up the Ikea app on your iPhone and you're able to place furniture inside of your home or apartment right from your phone. So you can see exactly how the furniture will look in that little corner in your room. Right. The actual size, everything. Yeah. And you can move your phone around, you know, so it has a camera open so you can move your phone around and see exactly how it would look with the shadows and everything. It's kind of wild and crazy uh, technology. Right. And uh, that app, just for reference, is called Tap Measure. Um, no, from a different one. Oh, it is? Yeah, Tap Measure was the... Oh, that's the, the actual can, ruler. So yeah. it's just called Ikea Place. Sorry, he downloaded two of them on my phone, so I have them here still. Ikea Place is the other one. Yeah. Um, but you could, I could see this, um, this may be a little bit farther out than two to three years, but even clothing where you could um, see an item, take a picture, and see what the shirt looks like on you without actually purchasing that shirt say, oh, this red looks good on me or this blue looks good on me. That may be a little bit too far out, um, but who knows because it's moving very quickly. But um, definitely for interior decorators, we can see like, you know, with Ikea is absolutely using that kind of technology there. Mm -hmm. um, wow. Yeah. And early, I'm, I'm, I was looking at an article um, earlier today and it says early evidence shows that uh, this technology can be effective for uh, user engagement, uh, brand exposure and marketing awareness. Um, you can use it for things like, you know, like Aaron said, demonstrate product attributes and features. Um, like when you're trying new clothing, like you can move around and see how exactly how it's going to look. Um, you can uh, communicate uh, brand uh, communication uh, at the point of sale. Uh, you can provide immersive branded entertainment experience. Uh, you can increase excitement and engagement at trade shows. Uh, and you can add a new dimension to traditional storytelling. It also talks about a study from Nielsen that said that VR 
received a 17% higher emotional response than a 360 video and engaged users for 16% longer um, in there. Now, some of the problems with VR and AR in moving forward is, you know, having people adopt to this technology. Um, you can think back to, you know, when smartphones first came out, <laughs> definitely not everyone was on board with, you know, having a smartphone because honestly there wasn't very much stuff that they could do with it. It wasn't until the boom of the apps came out that now there's an app for everything. And yeah, everyone has a smartphone because they can do a million different things with it. Uh, right now, this technology is so primitive and basic that there's really not a lot that people can do with it. So that's why the, I guess adoption hasn't been as high because um, the, the features and all that stuff is technically not there yet. Right. I was going to say, you're going to probably see the biggest boom in targeting people who play video games, mm -hmm. um, especially for virtual reality, because they're already wanting that experience. So first sh first person shooters, um, that kind of audience will probably see the biggest boom in virtual reality and augmented reality. The way we're looking at this is like Christian said, you don't see as many people who get off of work and instead of going to play around on their phone or play a game on their phone, they're putting on AR, go I mean, uh, VR goggles and playing around that way. Not yet, anyway. Um, so that could be the biggest boom. I think the the technology, the hardware needs to be updated before that happens. But I don't. I think that they're working on something like that. For example, the glasses and goggles right now are all mm -hmm. clunky and everything. Um, it'd be nice to just put on a pair of glasses, like you know, 3D glasses or something, and that would really take the technology to uh, a more practical level or mass level. Yeah, and also, and we've seen this in our shopping malls here in Texas, where uh, I think Samsung was in Stonebriar Mall in Frisco. Um, Facebook was there too, doing the same not thing. Not too long ago, yeah. And so, and that's the biggest hurdle is getting people to one learn about this technology and get them to start using it. Um, and you do that by you know going out to malls like that and just showing off the technology to people because um, no one's gonna go. <laughs> yeah, it's not a technology that you go out and just buy out. You know, you go to a AT and T store and it's like, oh yeah, I'm looking for some uh, VR goggles like. It's not the same as a smartphone right now. Right. I think, I mean, somebody, people like us or maybe uh, people who really follow in technology would do that. But I saw like the malls just doing some observations that there was a lot of parents, like a bunch of moms and dads, 30s, 40s, 50s, who were jumping into that VR stuff because it's cool, it's exciting, and it's free. And then it's just about, uh, I guess, the same example as giving away free samples. Free samples work. So just trying to get them hooked on that. And I think the more that they do that, uh, the more that they become mass. And if you are, I guess, in another area and have this going on at your mall, leave us a comment. We're curious, too, just to, you know, where all they're testing this at, just kind of pushing it out there. Yeah. And I know in the industries that can definitely benefit from this, and, and they're all right now sort of testing, uh, travel, uh, automobile, uh, home decor, like Ikea, what we talked about. Um, and I mean, those are things that are happening right now. Um, in the future, I mean, I bet you all type of businesses are going to be using in some way or capacity VR and AR technology. All right. So let's move on here to probably the most practical and one that's uh, maybe grown the fastest and may have the most market share or could potentially have the most market share for like a mass audience because you see um, a lot going on with it. And that is the voice search. 
Uh, some examples of that are like Alexa. Those are pretty popular. Those are probably household names by now with Alexa. You have uh, the Google Home and then uh, releasing, what time is it? Early next year? The Apple Air? I think it's this HomePod. This Christmas is winter. Okay. November, I think. Maybe December. I don't know. Yeah. So the Apple HomePod. So Apple's about to release theirs. Which, I mean, they, they have the technology right now with Siri on our phones or computers, but they're bringing it, you know, basically the competition of, of Alexa. Um, and this technology has been going on for a while, but now we're actually getting devices that are the, the whole purpose of these devices is to use that voice search technology. Because even Google.com, they've had that little microphone on the corner where you can, you know, from your computer or your phone, click on it and do a, a, a search um, that way. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, a couple of years ago, I remember when somebody first got the Alexa, and I was like, well, what's it good for? It's pretty much a, another, I don't know, Bose system in your house to play music because you couldn't use it for a bunch of things. But now I think that you can order products from it. I think that you can check the weather. You can do um, basically control your whole smart house. So if you have a Nest or if you have... Uh, I can't smart remember. fridge, smart toaster, right. <laughs> everything, coffee. Um, you can control all of that there, and just by speaking, you know, find out all this stuff. So it's more hands off, and it's, um, I guess, more passive. And it's, I don't know, it's just becoming much more popular. Mm-hmm. And the way this affects small businesses is that you know, right now, a lot of people when they when they think about uh, search engine uh, marketing or search engine optimization, they're thinking about those keywords in order to pop up on those searches. Now, you got to think about a more natural language and natural way of searching, because people are going to be using this more and more. Um, but they're still using the same, you know, search engine, which is Google. But you have to think and change your way of thinking. Instead of just being, you know, two keywords for something, you may want to do longer keywords and, and use more natural language in, in your um, content for your website. All right. So this is uh, what's I mean, we don't have enough time in the episode to really cover um, more technology. So we may do this as an in-between episode uh, later on in the future. But this is where uh, Bitbraining thinks that marketing is headed in the next two to three years. We'd love to hear your guys' feedback about how your experiences are with these new technologies, kind of see what you think. Um, but if you are in your car or running or wherever you're at right now, go ahead and click that subscribe button so you guys don't miss any episodes. And then do us an even bigger favor and share this episode. There's three buttons in the right-hand corner of your app. If you click share this episode, um, you can post it on Facebook. You can share it with a friend. We would love for you to share it however you can. Sharing is caring. Yep. See you next week. The Marketing Natives Podcast is a production of Bit Branding.